wish you all a really blessed Christmas and a wonderful New Year. Okay, good. We're going to have some... Uh, what do you want? You want some poetry or you want some jokes? Poetry again? How many poetry? Okay, how many jokes? Oh, man. A lot, a similar. Okay, you have to make it again. Okay. The poetry, who's poetry again? Okay, poetry. Who joke? Okay, this poetry and this for joke, and you do it together. Okay, <laughs> now do it. One, two, three. Who's winning? You. So what is that? Poetry. Oh, you guys too serious. Okay, poetry. <laughs> no jokes. <laughs> this is a no joke business around here. Okay. Ah. Oh man, it's very very serious all this here. <laughs> Okay, now you want to hear poetry about a guru or you want to hear poetry about remembering God? <laughs> There's a lot of choice. There are two, two poetry, one for about guru and one for God. Who's, uh, who's a poetry about guru? Raise hand. Up. I can't see another. Okay. Who's for remembering God? Okay, good. And we pick God instead. <laughs> okay. There's a poetry here uh, from Kabir about remembering God, hey? Mm. I read it first, yeah? And then we see what we can do about it later. Mm. It's like this. In sorrow, all remember God, but in happiness, nobody. Who remembers God in happiness? Why should ever sorrow there be? Oh, how sad for him who's asleep. <laughs> you don't think so. <laughs> In his grief, he doesn't wake to weep. One whose dwelling is in the grave. In full ease, he never can sleep. Why are thou asleep? says Kabir. Sing of God's glory, be awake. Death doth stand just over thy head, for his daily rations intake. Why are thou asleep? says Kabir. Greatly thy sleep may thee damage. 
When time makes thundering sound, even Brahma's thorn starts to shake. Leaving aside the beloved Ram, who doth adore an alien god, he is like the prostitute's son, whom to call his father knows not. Loot in as much as thou canst loot. Divine name of Ram in treasure. God of death will hold thee by throat and throttle all thy ten apertures. Guru and God stand side by side. Whose feet should I touch and kowtow? O Guru, I offer myself at thy feet since God tells me so. When God's in the, the soaks, says Kabir, to the Guru for shelter goes, but when Guru is in the soaks, in no way the helper is God. Soak means sad, right? In, in a bad mood, huh? Not in favor for you. Wow. Okay. Now let's remember God one stanza at the time. In sorrow all remember God, but in happiness nobody. Who remembers God in happiness? Why should ever sorrow there be? Now, he say most of the people, according to Kabir, hey, most of the people do not remember God when they are happy, but they only pray to God when they are in trouble. Huh? Uh, they are all the same, huh? <laughs> yes. But he says that if you remember God even during the time that you're happy, then you never know sorrow <laughs> in any case, right? <laughs> That's what he said. Is it true? Have you experienced? Yes, yes. yes or no? Yes. My God! How much did you eat already? You can't even talk. You expect me to talk all day. And just one word, yes or no? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> Say it with gusto, okay? <laughs> okay, now. Otherwise, I thought you didn't understand. Did you understand what I said? Yes. Okay. What did I say? Don't look at the book. <laughs> Don't copy neighbor. <laughs> um, if you remember God when, in sorrow and happiness, mm -hmm. you'll never experience sorrow anyway. Not in sorrow and happiness. That means you already have sorrow, you see? <laughs> no, no, no. Did not hear nada. Okay. And another chance. Next one. Yeah, you can remember God when you're happy, then you won't uh, experience sorrow. Okay. That is better. See? That's why I don't dare to say yes or no. <laughs> Look at neighbor, yes or no. Oh, yes. <laughs> and neighbor saying, oh, no, no. <laughs> Copy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know you're in Samari, but if you're not, you know, you say it with a big, voice, okay? So I know you understand. If not, we do it again. Anybody understood? Yes. yes. Okay. So we do it again? 
Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Save my energy. Okay, now. So, you all understood the first stanza, yeah? Is there anything else we should say about that? Not really, huh? Yeah. Well, we could, you know, elaborate further, like, for example, in many uh, developed uh, society, people worship God just like a ritual, you know, like a habit or like a social norm. Eh? Okay, we have to go to the church, oh my God. I should have gone to the football field, but okay, I have to go to the church <laughs> because everybody else goes to the church, yeah? Yeah, if I don't go to church uh, at the day of my death, uh, the priest don't come and pray for me, yeah. I have to pay tax to the church so that when I die, some priest will come and uh, read some prayer for me. <laughs> yeah, I heard that in some country, if you don't pay church tax, in some country, the church tax is automatic, yeah? It's deducted from your salary automatically. And if you don't pay it, you can also refuse to pay. You say you're Buddhist or you're non-believer or you're other uh, religious faith, and you don't have to pay the the church tax, you know, like the Catholic tax tax or something. Uh, that that was uh, in Germany before, eh? Yeah, I never know such thing exists, eh? And if you don't pay the tax for the church, you refuse to pay it, then you take all your salary for yourself or do something else. Then uh, at the time that you die, a priest will not come and say a prayer for you. Is that like that in your country? Yes, and then you can't go to heaven. You cannot go to heaven? <laughs> you don't pay tax, you go, don't go to heaven? Are you sure about that? My God, don't you all pay tax? You do? <laughs> you do? I stopped you stopped. That's how you know? Yes. Oh, they told you you can't go to heaven? Oh, why did you stop then? <laughs> Just to make sure I better pay taxes for the church, okay? <laughs> no, whatever you want to do is fine. I'm just saying as an example, huh? Mm. Um, so that's the way people go to church, you know? And sometimes, you know, the, the, the wife wanted to go to church and the husband has to drive the wife there. So next door there's always a pub or something. <laughs> so so the uh, the husband went there and the wife delivered, you know, <laughs> to the church. <laughs> so there was one joke. Remember, the sixteen years old daughter just got the license to drive, a permission to drive, and it's the first drive to the church. It was so bumpy and <laughs> and uh, hair raising. <laughs> And the mother pray all the way through to the church, and then finally the the car arrive at the church, and she open and fly outside of the car, and she look up at the sky. She said, "Thank you," <laughs> and the daughter say, "Don't mention it." So the mother said, "I'm not talking to you." <laughs> you know who, whom she was talking to, right? <laughs> Thank God huh? that she's still alive. <laughs> In the Buddhist discourse, the Buddha also says something like, uh, the poor people, they too poor, you know, they're too poor to, to remember God because they're too preoccupied with survival. Maybe difficult to remember God. But the reasonably poor, <laughs> they remember God better. They pray almost all the time. And the rich, 
you know, difficult to remember God. And he said, he mean Buddha nature, no? to practice spiritually for the rich is difficult. And he said, moreover, that if you know any rich person who practice spiritually, then that person is definitely a Bodhisattva reincarnate. Uh, yeah, the Bodhisattva incarnate. Yeah, to help sentient beings or do some other noble job. He's not truly, uh, you know, a karma-laden person. Yeah. In, uh, uh, how I say, in the Bible, Jesus also mentioned that it's very difficult for the a rich person to go to heaven, as difficult as the camel goes through the eye of the needle. Hmm? All right. So now, Kabir says the same. He just put it in poem, and it's more, you know, practical, and it's easy to remember, and he's always to the point, this guy. Huh? <laughs> he's a weaver, you know? Okay, well, then, I guess the name came from old time when everybody has different profession, you know? Like Goldsmith, you know? They call him Mr. Smith before, huh? So the name is depends on their profession in uh, ancient time. Yeah. Okay, now. So if we remember God always in time of happiness, then we won't know sorrow. Yeah? You guys have experience about that, no? Yeah. We meditate, we recite God's name all the time, and our sorrow less and less all the time. Is that not so? Yes. Yeah, thank you. Yes or yeah, no? Yes. Oh, thank you. My God. <laughs> All of you put the voice together, not as big as mine. You make me become like a big mouth. <laughs> okay, now. The next one, stanza number two. Oh, how sad for him who's asleep. In his grief, he doesn't wake to weep. One whose dwelling is in the grave. In full ease, he never can sleep. <laughs> okay. He feels sorry for people who's asleep. Sleep doesn't only mean the physical, eh? He means the guys who is not enlightened, who is always uh, deep, wallowing deep in the material um, existence, yeah? And don't even yearn for God, don't even want to know anything beyond the three meals and the clothes. And some other comfort in life. Yeah, he feels very sorry for these people. Like, even if their eyes are open all day, they are not awake. Yeah? And he say that in his grief, he doesn't wake to weep. Hmm? What does that mean? Hmm? Anybody knows? Hmm? He doesn't pray. He doesn't pray. <laughs> Why in his grief then? Well, when the sage is supposed to be praying. Mm, okay, similar. Yeah, okay. Close enough. <laughs> Elephant in my hand? <laughs> yes? <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> What's in my hand? <laughs> An elephant. Close enough. <laughs> I give you one point. <laughs> close enough. Okay. Remember the joke yesterday? <laughs> That's close enough. <laughs> Elephant in my hand. Okay, now. In his grief, he doesn't wake to weep. 
the Kabir means, I guess he means that the people who are ignorant, who are so deep in the material existence, they, he doesn't even know that he's in trouble. Yeah? He doesn't know that he's in sorrow, in, in grief. He doesn't even wake up to weep for his own grievance because he doesn't think it's a grievance. Yeah? He just, uh, how do you say, slave for the material world and he works, he does everything at all just to serve the body. Yeah? And he doesn't think that's just a grief, the grievance or a trouble at all. That's why he doesn't even wake up to cry for himself or to feel sorry for himself or to find some way to get out of it. Nothing. But he doesn't think it's a grief. Yeah? That's why. <clears throat> but one whose dwelling is in the grave, in full ease, he never can sleep. See? See? The one whose dwelling is in the grave, what does that mean? In full ease, and he could not sleep. Is at ease, but he could not sleep. Because he lives in the grave. What does that mean? He's aware of his mortality. He's aware of his mortality. The elephant is out of, <laughs> of my head. <laughs> Not bad. Okay. He's aware that life is just as much as death. Yeah? If you don't know anything about God, you're just living a life of shadow. Yeah? That's why Jesus said, Let the dead. Bury the dead. Hmm? He means those who are ignorant. I just might as well call them dead. Because they're just walking and running and working, just like a mindless, you know, person, a zombie, yeah? A dead person, a mechanical uh, apparatus. It's not truly alive, yeah? Because the, the life eternal is not awakened in him. He just live like a cop, yeah, a walking body. <laughs> okay, but the one who knows that, the one who knows that he is just living in this graveyard, yeah, in the body, uh, he is always awake, and he is not like he's ailing or he's sick or anything. He's fully at ease, but he's always awake. He cannot sleep. Okay, that's what he meant. I hope. <laughs> Is that correct? Or any complaint? No. Okay. Well, you love poetry, don't you? Wonderful. Me too. Okay. Actually, when you read this poetry, it's almost instantly clear already, hey? It just, I pretend that I know something more, and you pretend you don't know anything. So <laughs> we pass our time, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like jokes so much, what else do I do? <laughs> okay, now, stanza number three. Why art thou asleep? says Kabir. Sing of God's glory, be awake. Death doth stand just over thy head for his daily rations intake. Okay, he asked the, you know, the ordinary people outside, why are you sleeping? Why, why, why? You wake up, wake up quick and sing glory of God. Sing not with the mouth, no? You think? Huh? No. Be thou in the closet, 
and pray in secret. That's what it means by singing the glory of God. Or we may also sometimes sing hallelujah or God is great and all that stuff. But the main prayers, the main sing song, <laughs> the main song that we sing to God is in silence. Huh? When we sing to God directly, yeah? Yes. And when we communicate with God directly and sing to God in, with our, our heart, nah? without instrument, without even a word written, yeah. This is a secret song between us and God, yeah. And God knows it, and we know it, yeah. <laughs> okay. A deep, loving relation between a couple, yeah. When they love each other mostly, they just sit and hold hands. <laughs> and they look at each other like Mao and <laughs> the husband, <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> I was thinking, what do they still see in each other after all these years? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm happy for you, okay? <laughs> I don't have anybody else I can pick on, so please <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> I don't know anybody else. I know you guys longer. You see, both of you. And I always know you sticking together like that. So I don't know anyone else. Anybody else the same? Yeah? See, I don't know them, so I just pick on you too, okay? <laughs> don't mind, huh? Oh, now, sing of God's glory. Be awake, just like what we're doing, huh? We try to be awake any time for God, huh? Try to remember God even in the middle of the night. All night, morning, evening, every time I told you to remember God, eh? And I even show you how, huh? Yeah. It's easy to say, oh, I must remember God, I should remember God. But you have to know how, no? Hmm. Because if you don't know how, you just talk. Yeah? Very difficult to remember God if you don't know God. And you don't know how to know God, to remember God, then it's more difficult. Okay. Uh, because... He he warned these ignorant people, you know, he said, Death, death is standing over your head and seeping. It's daily intact from you. I mean, he's eating you up every day, bit by bit, daily. He's standing over you all the time, eating you up. Yeah, if you don't remember God, then he's, you are not protected, yeah? You're not focused on something above death, see? Then you are at the death level, and he's just standing nearby and eating you up alive. He eats your energy, yeah? He eats your time. He eats your uh, uh, wisdom. He eats your love. He eats your compassion. And then you're just more tired, more tired daily, and then at the end you have nothing. He eats you up alive, yeah? And when you finally succumb to his power, that's the time it's too late. Then he take over. He take control everything that you have or not have. So if you remember God, that won't happen because you rise above him. Yeah, he can only look up. Hey, when will you come down? <laughs> you say, mm mm, <laughs> no. Okay. This is stanza number four. Hmm? Why art thou asleep? Says Kabir again. Greatly they sleep may thee damage. When time maketh thundering sound, even Brahma's throne starts to shake. <sighs> you know very well already, huh? 
I don't think I need to translate anything. All I do is just read it, and <laughs> you know. Huh? Do you know anything about this? Was it clear to you? Anybody know? No clear? Not clear. You just pretending. You like spoon fat, you know, <laughs> like babies. Okay, okay, big baby. Here comes your <laughs> your explanation. Ah, he also sorry for the people again. So he calls one more time. Wake up, you know. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. Because when you sleep, it may damage you. Yeah, damage your soul. You know, like the uh, the death will eat you up. And he say, when the time make thundering sound, what does that mean? Yeah, when your time is up, it's like exploring all your being, and you cry, and you you feel very, very sorry, but it's too late, yeah? It's, it's so shocking, even though everybody knows that at the end we will die. But nobody truly prepared for it. That's why they they always very shocked, eh? and very sorrow, sorrowful when, when they die. Even most of people, they don't die peacefully. They struggle inside, outside. Eh? They cling to life. They want to stay alive. The time of death comes to them it's like thunder. It's such a shocking event and news to the body, the mind of the mortal, of, of ordinary people. Therefore, he say, wake up now. Eh? Wake up now. Because even... Uh, Brahma, you know, Brahma's throne is supposed to be the highest in the three universes, nah? but when the death comes, Brahma's throne is also shaken. Yeah. Such a very, very forceful event of a human being that it seems the whole universe yeah, tremble at that time, because he's not prepared to leave this world. Why is he not prepared? He sleeps. <laughs> huh? He's attached. What else? He's scared. He's scared. Mm. What else? Forgotten. He forgotten. God. Hmm. What? What was the question? Hmm. What was my question? What did I ask you? About the son of Pama. Why is he not prepared? Why is he not prepared? You're all sleeping. My God, wake up, guys! <laughs> it's a song about waking up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, it's like this. It's like this. He's not prepared. Why he's not prepared? Yeah, he's ignorant. That's why he's not prepared. Okay, but more graphic. Yes, that's right. He's so scared, unprepared, because he doesn't know anything else except this world. That's correct. Yes. So when he has to leave this world finally, it shook him all over as if even the whole three world is trembling. You know, the thrones of Brahma, that is the third world, eh? The whole three world is trembling, yes, because he knows nothing else except this material existence. And although he knows that he die any time, he's never prepared, because he's so busy all day long, worrying about unimportant things. So when the time that the death knocked at his door, he totally was unprepared and shocked to the core of his being. Oh, yeah, that's a pity. That's why. That's why. 
wake up. We are saying, wake up, wake up. It could damage you, your sleep. Sleep not only means physical body, but sleep of the, the mind. Eh? Yes. Ignorance, yet you don't know other glorious world beyond this world. That is a great pity because we are given this physical human body so that we have a chance to find God. Yeah? Because we have a chance to find God. We have opportunity as a human being. That's our birthright. But we don't use it. We just really are asleep in all this material comfort or discomfort and we forget God. And it's a pity. So he keeps calling again and again. Wake up, wake up, wake up. But I don't think many people listen to him. Or else you won't be here. <laughs> if you listen to Kabir at that time, I don't think you come back here <laughs> to listen to me after he died. <laughs> okay. Oh no, or maybe you just came down from heaven. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> you think, huh? Who knows? Some of you are, yeah? Okay. And you think I'm talking about you, huh? <laughs> you, huh? I think I must have come from heaven, right? <laughs> All of you <laughs> must have talked about me. <laughs> like the guy yesterday in the church, you know, <laughs> when he talked bad about somebody, it's somebody else, it's not him. <laughs> what? We are very humble. You are humble? <laughs> oh, man. You even know that you are humble. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's truly humility. Okay, okay. Ah, yes, you are. In a way, you are. Huh? In a way, you are. If you came and sit at somebody else's feet and you trust that person to teach you something, then you're humble enough already. It's a basic, okay? It's a basic humility. Yeah? And uh, at this time of the day, the year, you have free time. You could have gone to Cancun or Paris by night or something, and you didn't. Huh? And you come here and <laughs> spend all your time sitting on your butt until it's very tired. <laughs> and I make you sit all day, all night even. We don't have beds in the center. <laughs> we don't have room for you not to talk about any bed. Nah? So the bed we can just completely forget like it doesn't never exist in the human history. <laughs> That's more, just accept it to be more comfortable. Yeah? <laughs> okay. Now, I would have really loved to make you comfortable, you know, in any house or anywhere I live, but that's not the way I should love you. That's not really love for you, truly like that. If I give you a bed, then <laughs> forget about meditation. <laughs> I will have to recite Kabir poem every day, all the time. Wake up, wake up, why are thou asleep? <laughs> why are thou asleep? <laughs> with microphone all over the place, <laughs> yeah? Recite the same poem all the time. <laughs> yes, yeah, so love is not always uh, the way it looks, huh? Yes, there are different kind of love. Hmm? If I give you a bed, then that's it. I think I can forget the retreat altogether because you're already working outside and you're tired already, huh? And if I give you a bed, that's it. Thank you, Master. <laughs> You're truly compassionate. <laughs> and then all I hear was just <laughs> like a whole orchestra around here, if I even have room for bed. No? <laughs> so, okay, I'm glad you can sit. Yeah? 
some days and some nights. That's just to prove to you that without sleep, you're okay, no? I mean, without bed, you're okay. Yeah? It's really proven, no? Sometimes we sit seven days even, right? All day, all night, no problem. Eh? You feel proud of yourself now, I can see that. <laughs> How humble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, okay. Well, you know, this is very humane already. You know, I allow you to bring your own leaning chair and sleeping bag and oh, tons of curtains, <laughs> tons of everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and yesterday I heard a Vietnamese told me that they have to wear six pants and six six uh, atop because they cannot find their own in a small storage over there. They couldn't find their luggage anyway, so they put everything on their body. <laughs> they say they're hot, but they wear so many clothes. I say, why? I say, because we, we, we are not allowed to bring anything in here, so we just put it all on our body. <laughs> Too many, <laughs> too many luggage, so not allowed to bring. Of course you can. You can't just bring a ton of things and put here. There's no room for, for your butt not to talk about any other thing. And you have a lot of stuff, yeah? So anyway, you say they put it all on their body. <laughs> you know, like, uh, how you say, a mobile home. <laughs> mobile home. <laughs> it's truly a mobile home, huh? <laughs> yeah. And they're like six top and six pan all together. Oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Why? And then how did you live with all that? So it's warm or what? So you just peel off one by one, right? <laughs> day one, day two, day three, day four. <laughs> okay. You were scared because you heard that it's very cold here, right? Uh, so you prepared. Huh? Well, at least you're better than the ignorant guy in here. <laughs> you know where you're going and <laughs> you prepare, but you're over-prepared. <laughs> yeah, that's why in Hungary I say, I take you up to the fifth level <laughs> and you want to go to the highest. Now, what for anyway? Huh? The purpose is not to go the highest possible. The purpose is just to be one with God anywhere we do. Yeah, to be liberated from life and death, yeah? And to help others when you need to. And the fifth level is perfect for that. Most of human beings, they just run around in the five levels, yeah? Most of beings, so you are on the fifth level, it's easy to fish them up. Huh? If you go to the highest level, or every time you want to go down to the fifth level, it takes a long time already. And it takes a long time <laughs> to go down here as well. On fifth level is a middle way, you know? It's easy to <laughs> to say hello to the Most High <laughs> and then to reach down to fish some suffering being up, yeah? It's not like competition anymore, okay? To be one with God, it doesn't mean you have to be on the highest level of, of God, huh? Because most of people, they're suffering in the material ex existence anyway, yeah? So you hang around there, you can come down, help them anytime, okay? Okay. Your body consists of your head, your tussles, yeah, your stomach and your body, your toes and all that. Everything is you. Even little fingernails is you, yeah? 
Somebody has to be a fingernail, no? <laughs> Can everybody be the head, no? Then you have how many heads? <laughs> Just head and nothing else. <laughs> and then you roll around in the head. You have no hand to take anything, no stomach to, to enjoy food, eh? and no legs to walk. And then it's also no use, is there? Huh? Suppose you have just head, a hundred heads even, nothing else. Is it good? No. no. Told you. So don't be greedy and say, oh, fifth level, I don't like. <laughs> You're not even on the third level. You say, I don't like fifth level. That's so funny and silly. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, wherever God put us is fine. As long as we're liberated and we are of use, yeah, for the universe. Yeah. Don't always ask the universe to do what for you. That's what you can do for the universe. <laughs> okay, I mean for, for other beings, né? in a whole. Now we move down to the next stanza. Hmm. Number five. Okay. Number five. Leaving aside the beloved Ram, who doth adore an alien god, he is like the prostitute son, whom to call his father he knows not. Okay, he's talking about the guy who is asleep, yeah? The guy, the person who doesn't know the real God. Ram in India is God, yeah? yeah? Real God, Almighty God. So when you go to India, sometimes they come out to the house of the house and they greet you immediately. <laughs> Hello, Ram, 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 something like that, okay? Mm. Uh, Ram Om, whatever they think God might be, the name of Ram is signified God here. And then he said the person who leave aside the beloved Ram and adore an alien God, means he doesn't really know that real God, he just say God, God, uh, and he worship maybe stone or statues or mountain, river, whatever. Well, in fact, they were also God, manifestation of God for their usefulness of human being. And uh, we have also river god, mountain god, and all that. Yeah, just like in a government, we have local, local god, local officer, yeah. But um, what he means here is if you don't really know God, I mean, you're not enlightened, then you just worship God. But that God doesn't exist. The God that you think you're worshiping is not real. It doesn't exist because you don't know Him. So you imagine with your limited brain power that the God is like this, the God is like that. You know, the God punishes you when you do bad, the God rewards you when you do good, and the God who uh, listens to your every whim, <laughs> that's not it. So he say alien God, that's the, that's the alien God. So he likened this kind of person to a prostitute son. He would never know his real father. He doesn't know whom to call father. He doesn't know who his father. That's what he meant, okay? Hmm. My God, he's too <laughs> rough. <huh? laughs> he doesn't afraid. He's not afraid to offend anybody, huh? He just says straight. <laughs> well, I don't think I dare to go to any ignorant person and say, you are a prostitute son. <laughs> Woe to anybody who say that. But he was in India, you see? Yeah, and he was a killer. Anybody, everybody needs him, so they don't dare put him in jail or do anything to him. You understand what I mean? <laughs> I guess that's what it is. <laughs> a very good example. If you really don't know who your father could put. Good example, yeah, of course. 
is a good example, but nobody wants to listen to that example. <laughs> That's the problem. Is it very good example? Very straight, I told you. He is very straight, famous for being straight. He loved at everybody, yeah, with all the empty uh, renunciation, you know. Like he say, the yogi, he make a poetry to make fun of the yogis, you know, those who who don't have a master, who not contacted with God or anything, who just wear the robe and run around and wear a long beard like this. And so he says something like, the yogi uh, uh, live in his uh, home and went into the forest and make himself like a eunuch, you know, <laughs> like a one without a woman, <laughs> like the important one. And then he... Uh, uh, the yogi uh, dyed the color of his garment, you know, clothes, instead of his mind, into the color of love. He lived in his family, going to the forest. Uh, he wear a bear like a goat <laughs> and make himself alone like a eunuch. You know? <laughs> and he said, you all go to hell. <laughs> he even said that. It's no use, that's what he means. No use at all, just an empty action, yeah? Empty act of renunciation. Denunciation truly came when you know God. When you know something better, then you leave that thing out, yeah? Like when you, when you grow up, then you drive a, a real car, and then you leave those toys behind, yeah? Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> he said, even Kabir said that, you will all go to hell, bowed, hand and foot, <laughs> say that, to those yogis, so-called yogis, yeah? So everything has to have a substance. If not, it's just an empty name, yeah? Empty name. Just like the photo, yeah, of Brother Kerr's wife and not the real one. <laughs> he got the real one, yeah? I don't think he ever kept that photo anymore. Maybe he did, but he don't ever look at it. <laughs> Only now and again, when he wants to tell the story, how, how he met her, if anybody ever asked. <laughs> okay, now, number, number six, he advised us what to do now. Hmm. Loot in as much as thou canst loot, divine name of Ram in treasure. God of death will hold thee by throat and throttle all thy ten apertures. He say that you better, you know, steal even, <laughs> take as much as you can from the protective divine power, yeah, from Ram, while well, you can, yeah, because it's a treasure, endless treasure. So take whatever you can, take as quick as possible, as much as possible. Otherwise, the God of death will hold you by your throat and shake you up all over, yeah? That's what it is, similar to what he said upstairs. Uh, up, up here. <laughs> it's very clear anyway. Huh? Is there anything else I have to say? Nope. Okay. So we moved down to number seven because it's very hot already. <laughs> Are you feeling hot? Because I sit here with all the light, you know, concentrate here, so it feels hot. Also, I sit a little bit high, yeah? So the heat come up, you see? But I sit high so that you can see me. I'm already very short and small. If I sit on the floor, you see me nothing. 
That's why all the gurus sit on, on the on the higher platform, eh? On the master or the teacher. The reason is that for the so disciple can see him, or her, huh? Not like the guru loves to sit on high. It's so hard up here. <laughs> yeah, when you sit down lower, it's cooler even. Huh? You are welcome to take your clothes off. I mean, some. <laughs> it's already almost over, so you are down to the last layer already, no? <laughs> it's very good, just like you are. Uh, you're shedding your different bodies, yeah? physical and astral and causal and Brahmic, and then you go up and up to the fifth level. It's a time of death, it's like that. But you don't even have to wait there. No? Every day, if you dil- diligently practice, you also have this experience anyway. You shed one by one. It's very distinctive. Hmm? Very distinctive. You cannot say you don't know. <laughs> there is a very, very, you know, when in my old day even, yeah, I can feel it so clearly. <laughs> like go one by one, you know, chup, 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 chup. You can really feel it physically also. <laughs> yeah, sometimes when it's slow like that, and when it's fast, then you don't feel so much. Zup, just gone. Yeah. <laughs> there is also nice to feel like layer after layer. You just, you know, shed it off, shed it off. It go like. Like like staircase, you know what I mean? It's a nice feeling. I like it very much. <laughs> when it goes slow, it goes like a staircase, you know? One by one, one by one. But fast, not, not, not slow, but you can still feel it distinctively. One by one, you go up. <laughs> so cool. Hmm. In my old time, eh? when I was still like you, huh? <laughs> oh, I'm still like you, but I have some extra stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, now we go through to the stanza seven. Mm. Guru and God stand side by side. Whose feet should I touch and kowtow? Oh, Guru, I offer myself at thy feet since God tells me so. Uh, you know, right? It's, it's clear, right? No? Is it clear? Okay. Yes or no? Yes. Means. Okay. Uh, he said, Kabir said that if the Guru, I mean the Master and God, stand together side by side, then whom feet should you touch? You touch the feet of somebody in India, that means utmost respect. Né? That's what it is. Touch feet means respect. So he means, uh, which feet should you touch and kowtow? He means that whom should you pay reverence and bow your head to? He say, Oh Guru, I offer myself. He say, My master, of course, nah? I offer himself uh, myself to my master. At the at thy feet, at the feet of the master he wants to offer himself. Because God told me so. <laughs> Not that he chose to do it, but God will tell him to offer his reverence to the master anyway. You know why? Without the Master, you can't know God. Without the Master, you can't know God. And what else? The Master is God. The Master is one with God, yes. Even if he's not one with God, he came down from other level, higher than you, and he came here to do God's mission. And because of his suffering, his sacrifice, you learn to know God and, and liberation. So... Even if 
if God did not come down and do it, then of course the master is the best, no? Hmm. God just standing there and watch the master working. <laughs> the master is the one who sing glory to God anyway, who serve God and who work for God, nah? oh, as uh, the expense of his uh, discomfort and, and, and sacrifice. So, of course, yeah, even God tell you to bow to the master, and that's correct. Huh? Yeah, that's very good. Okay, so we uh, continue to number eight. Uh-huh. When God in the soaks, say Kabir, to the Guru for shelter goes. But when Guru is in the soaks, in no way the helper is God. Okay. You understand? No. No? Okay. In the soak, what does it mean in the soak? You explain. A little bit sad. Hmm? A little bit sad. A little bit sad. You know when you're soaking? <laughs> go in the corner and don't want to talk to anybody. You're in bad mood. Yeah? I mean, in the soaks. Yeah. Okay, now, mostly people don't use it, but in poem they use it more <laughs> sophisticated. Yeah? They just say, he's soaking. Yeah? Or he soaks. That's it. They don't say, in the soaks. Yeah. Okay, now, in the soaks, in the plural, in the, the I mean, when the master is sad. Nah? Okay. Now, when he say that when God is upset with you, yeah, I mean, maybe calamity befalls you or you are in misfortune and you always blame, oh, God doesn't favor me, a thing like that. You know, God try me, God test me, something like that. So that, that is what it means by when God is upset, yeah? But truly, is God ever upset? No. No, okay. So he means when things are not in favor, in your favor, then where do you go? You go to the master for refuge. It's not necessary yet to go physically to a physical master at that time, but you just uh, trust the master, you just remember master, you stay in his protective power of love. That's it, ne? So, so that's what he means when God in the soul. I mean, when God is not pleased with you, then you run to the guru huh? for refuge. But when Guru is in the soak, God is no way to help you. <laughs> That's what he says in here, according to Kabir. Yeah? In no way the helper is God. That means when the Master is displeased with you, even God cannot help. Yes, because God dispatched him down here to help you. He is the one to help you. And if you make him displeased, <laughs> no one else is there. See what I mean? Because if God could have helped you, He doesn't have to send a helper down here. See what I mean? Yeah. This is His representative. He's empowered to do everything He can to fulfill your wish and make your life comfortable. But if you are in trouble with Him, then that's it. You're dumb. No one else is there. Understand? All right. Very clear, huh? Any any other idea? Any other idea? No? Okay. (laughs) You're only good at making me forgetting stuff. (laughs) Okay, now, there's another half, (laughs) almost half. I read it first, okay? Blind are those, those men who say guru other than what he is, Kabir Evers. When God is in soaks, there is room. There's no room when the guru is in soak. 
rosary does rotate in hand. Within mouth wags the tongue to talk. But for directions roams the mind. This isn't a way to remember God. True Guru is a greater jeweler who tests the genuine and the fake. From the seas of this mundane world, he takes out germs for safety's sake. Singing attributes freeze not from qualities cram ram but forlorn. Who don't adore God day and night, how can they realize the rare God? Okay, now we go one by one again. Number nine, stanza number nine. Blind are those men who say Guru other than what he is, Kabir Evers. When God is in soaks, there is room. There is no room when Guru is in soaks. Oh, similar to the one before, okay? But similar here, but he uh, make an extra special, uh, how you say, warning that blind are those men who say Guru other than what he is, means that the one who just say Guru to anybody instead of the true Guru is a blind one. It's useless anyway, yeah? And the same, even when God is uh, displeased with you, there is still room for you to run around, to hide, yeah? You still can avert avert the danger or change the situation if you take refuge in the Master. But in, when the Master is displeased, there's nowhere else to go, no one else you can ask for, okay? That's what it is, all right. So that's the true Guru, yeah? Anybody else, you don't call him Guru, if he's not the true Guru. Hmm. Okay, rosary doth rotate in hand, within mouth wags the tongue to talk, in four directions roams the mind. This isn't a way to remember God. Okay. He's talking about those people who are uh, so keen on external worship, yeah? Like uh, telling of the beads or um, doing any outer penance. But his mind is not concentrated on the true worship because He's not in a meditative state. He's not in a communicative uh, presence of God. You see? That's why it's useless if you keep uh, repeating things with your tongue inside and you rotate the, the beats in your hand, but your mind is not with God. Your mind is scattered in all directions, he said. In four directions roams the mind while you are rotating the beats and talking in the mouth. Yes, your mind is not with God at all. Yeah. He said, this isn't a way to remember God, because it's external things. It's not the way to communicate with God. Yeah, that's what it is. Ah, so now we go to number 11. True Guru is a great jeweler who tests the genuine and the fake. From the seas of this mundane world, he takes our germs for safety's sake. Yeah, okay. He likened the true teacher to a good juror, yeah? He, he can tell 
which is the real uh, gemstone, which is not. And he will take them out to hide them in a safe place. That's why he said, take the gems for safety's sake. From the seas of mundane world, he screened, he take the, the true jewel out, yeah, because with his professional eyes, he can discern which one is a true stone, yeah, precious stone. It's very easy, <laughs> so simple, no? Like the guru take the real, sincere, and honest, honest soul back to God, no? Take him out of suffering, yeah. Because to, to him, this sincere soul is like precious stone, yeah? And precious stones are not many, no? You can dig the whole uh, thousand tons of dirt, and you might have a hand of, a hand of diamonds or just a barrel or some very small, <laughs> small amount. Yeah. Same with rubies or any others, precious stones. They are not like abound in this world. Nah? They are just some number. That's why they're precious and they're expensive. Hmm. Same with the true spiritual aspirants. There are not many, yeah? So, uh, if you don't see a lot of people following us, you know, they follow. The followers are different from disciples, yeah? Okay. The followers may be semi-precious, though. <laughs> and the non-follower even like sand. Too many to count, yeah? Semi-precious, don't we have it now and again, yeah? But diamond, rubies, yeah? Uh, I say sapphire, uh, emerald, they are rare, no? the, the good one even. And be, be among these uh, precious stones, there are even one, the flawless, no? one big and shiny, and one with flaw, one a little murky, cheaper. Yeah? Same, same with the true disciples. There are some excellent disciples who are really excels and who really understood everything, understand everything of the true teaching. And some understand 80%, 50%, 90%. Some understand a little, yeah? And so some, some don't understand. <laughs> so to the guru, the disciples are like germs, yeah? True precious stones. So he take them out and, of course, hide them in heaven. <laughs> Safe, <laughs> no moth to corrupt and no thieves to steal. Okay. He takes our germs for safety's sake, ne? Yeah, for your safety, for your comfort. He takes you out of this mundane sea. Okay, now number twelve. Singing attributes free not from qualities. Cram ram, but forlorn. Who don't adore God day and night, how can they realize the rare God? Yes. Okay. Uh, he means that you sing praise to God and say, God is merciful, God is compassionate, God is loving, all that. doesn't free you, yeah? Uh doesn't free you from this uh, mundane world, from the trouble of this world, yeah? You might feel very crowded uh, talking about Ram Ram all day, but you still feel... It's still missing something. You still lack something. That's why you're still very lonely, yeah? If you don't know the true God. So it's say, who don't adore God day and night, how can they realize the real God? 
the rare is in parentheses. Né? I mean, how can you realize God? To adore God, you have to know God, no? You have to be in communication with God the way we do. Yeah? The way we do in quantum method, we truly see God, we truly hear God. Then you can remember God day and night. Even if you don't want to remember, it just becomes yourself. Yeah? Light and music just imbue in you and just emanates from you wherever you go, blessing people, blessing your life. Yeah? And that is a person who can say that he adores God. And then he truly can fight God. No one else. Even if you sing praise all day, you rotate the beats all day, it's not the way to know God. That's what Kabir say. Okay? All right. Thank you for listening. Okay, good. It was a great help. Mm. It's too serious, you know. Oof. I would have loved to tell jokes, but <laughs> you guys love to to listen to uh, poetry, so there you are. You had it. <laughs> okay. We uh, refresh ourselves, yeah? Okay, because it's crampy in here. All right. You okay, huh? Man, you are really genius. You sit all day, all night, and you still sit. If I sit here, you can sit forever also. <laughs> You're really wonderful. Mm. God bless you. <laughs> All right. I'll see you later. You are. Uh, you guys can have this, okay? Yeah. Okay. You share, all right? Thank you. I'll see you. Thank you, Master. Sometime later, it's okay. Yeah? Yes. So, Babiana. So, Babiana.